How do you get more of the leads to pick up the phone? So this is one of the most common frustrations for gym owners and I've been through this myself. Now I've been running phone sales to grow my bootcamp and studios for almost 12 years. I was one of the first ones on the scene running Facebook ads and also running a lot of organic marketing, DM marketing, things like that that are more popular today. I was doing 10 years ago, which really gave me a, <clears throat> a bit of a bit of a, a boost in getting my fitness businesses up to speed. And so this is something I've dealt with literally for years, getting the leads on the phone. And this is again one of the common frustrations. So I'm going to give you six things that I've tested over 10 years. The top t six things that I believe will get you more leads to pick up the phone. Uh, once they require information. And some of these things you may have heard before. Some of them you probably have not heard before because they're very different and a bit more holistic in their approach. But I'm telling you, if you get these down, then you're going to be doing good. Now, the first thing is we've got to look at is, is let's put this in context. What do I mean here? This is when usually you're running a Facebook ad, maybe a Google ad, and you send leads, they opt in their information, you, know, you send them to a form, they give you the name, email, phone number, asking for information, and then you attempt to call them, and then usually they don't pick up the phone, or a low amount pick up the phone. Or sometimes you might get people to pick up the phone, and then they're just really short with you, they say they can't speak right now, and then they ghost you, or some people even can't remember what they even signed up for and don't know who you are. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's some some, some uh, busy people out there. So this can also happen, however, from an organic standpoint, if you're maybe putting out content, you're connecting with people on social media, and then maybe you get into a DM conversation or an email, for example, an email exchange with someone or an SMS exchange, any kind of text-based one-on-one chat, Instagram DMs, Facebook DMs with someone, they're poking around for a bit of info, and then they give you the phone number to call them, and then you try and call and there's no answer. So that's what we're talking about here. I'm not talking about cold calling or anything like that. These are leads that you've generated, paid or organically. They've given you a phone number, they've expressed interest, and then when you try and call them, they flake on you. So here are six things that we've understood by testing and tweaking this system over the years to get a much better than average pickup rate. Now, let's talk about stats and goals, targets, what you should aim for, because it's very subjective to say low pickup rate or high pickup rate. What are we aiming for? So on average, uh, across, again, we measure this across 20 locations right now and all the hundreds of locations of the studio owners that I personally mentor and have mentored over the last five, six years, what I've seen across the board in all different countries, from the US to China to America to Europe uh, to, to Australia, is that you should be aiming for a pickup rate of around about 40%. That's on the first attempt. So if a lead gives you their number on a Facebook ad or you're having a DM conversation with someone and they give you the phone number, you should be getting an average of at least 40% who pick up the phone and have a good conversation with you. 
the first time you call. If you do follow-up and things like that and you try again, you might get some more picking up, but we tend to track mostly the initial pickup or, you know, in the first 12, 24 hours. So 40% is what you're aiming for. So right now, look at all the leads you generated over the last month, for example, and then look at how many of those numbers translated into an actual phone call. Now, some of you, like us, we actually close on the phone. Our sales staff do a 15-minute phone call and we close and take the money right then and there. Some studio owners I know use the call as a qualifying pre-call or a triage call, and they'll bring the person there from the call into the studio for the final close. That's usually more reserved for higher ticket, like one-on-one or very small group PT services, and that's fine. But if you're doing large groups, boot camps, we just close over the phone. It's far more efficient, far more profitable. You just need a good sales system. So 40% would be the number you're looking for of people to pick up the phone, whether you close on the phone call or you use the call to book them in for an in-person consult, doesn't really matter. You've got to be tracking for how many leads did we get? What was our pickup rate? How many of those leads did we actually speak to? So if you got 100 leads in the last month and you got 20 of them on the phone, you've got a 20% pickup rate. That's what we're going to try to double, and you will double if you do all these six things. So the first thing, this is a bit way of left field and nobody talks about this, but the first thing you need to change or look at at least is your Facebook advert itself. Now, the Facebook advert, if we're talking about a paid ad campaign, which is where a lot of this will come from, because if you're, if you're getting leads organically through DMs and Instagram, you're going to have a higher number of them picking up the phone anyway because you've already been chatting to them. If it's a cold Facebook ad, that's when the numbers drop a little bit. But you can still get it up to 40%. The first thing to look at is the advert itself. Now, with a Facebook ad, there are a different number of types. There are short-form adverts or what they call clickbait adverts which is like one or two sentences, and then the call to action. This is what a lot of ads agencies and a lot of marketers who are not experienced with the gym industry will tend to use or encourage you to use. And I advise against this. When someone is running ads, a gym owner is running ads, and no one's picking up the phone, the first thing I do is I look at their adverts. And what I see all the time is their adverts are... Uh, either very short-form clickbaity ads or they just don't really explain much of what the prospect is getting into. So I actually had this today with a consult with a, with a FitPro and their adverts were, um, you know, it, it, it said a lot of stuff, but it didn't really explain what the client was getting into. It didn't mention group workouts. It didn't mention they work out with a trainer. It didn't mention they get nutrition and mindset support. It didn't mention any of those things. Um, The advert was kind of just like, hey, we'll get you results. You're going to be more confident. You're going to get fitter. There's 10 spaces. Contact us below. And uh, those words might be attractive. They're benefit-driven. But you'll get a lot of people that have, um, you know, interest, but not intent. These people that click the ad have interest because of the nice words that you used, 
but they don't have intent because they don't really know what they're signing up for. And so I showed them an example of my adverts, which are a little bit more filled out, a little more descriptive, a little more boring in a sense. But we find just by describing more what the product is we're offering, then we will get maybe fewer leads in general, or maybe the leads might cost a little bit more because there's fewer of them. But the leads we get are far more qualified. So I would use a medium to longer copy Facebook ad. The caption needs to be, you know, at least four or five paragraphs. Really attract the people that have intent by describing what it is you're going to be offering on your four-week or six-week challenge or your trial or whatever it is. So let people know, hey, we're looking for this type of person in this area who wants to get these kind of results. We're going to give you group training workouts led by a coach. We're going to give you nutritional support. We're going to give you blah, 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 right? Just take time just to describe. And from a neuroscience perspective, this allows the prospect to feel more comfortable, to feel safer, because they can predict what it is they're getting into. They can visualize it more. If you back that up with an image on the advert that that relates to that, a good group photo showing your place, showing your coaches, showing some happy clients, then the prospect can more easily match the image to the text. I know this sounds like really uh, like a bit of a reach. It sounds very, very subtle. It sounds kind of insignificant, but this does make a big difference in the lead quality because the person simply knows what they're off, what they're getting into. They're more excited, they can visualize it. Then when they opt in their info, they're more looking forward to hearing from you. So a more educated prospect is a more qualified prospect. That's number one, check out your Facebook ads. Make sure you're not skimping on details, but you actually spend more time explaining what it is. The second thing is when you run a Facebook lead ad or or a landing page with an opt-in form, A lot of trainers will ask for the name, the email, the phone number, which is great. But another little field you can add is uh, another field that asks, what is the best time for us to call you? This is a simple one. So if you call the prospect at the right time, you're more than likely going to get a pickup. A lot of people don't pick up the phone to you and we take it personally but it's not that way at all. We think they're ghosting us. We think they're just being dicks, but it's not, especially if you work with busy mums and dads, they're busy, they've got kids. So you might try calling them and they're at work or they're with the kids or they're driving from karate lessons to piano lessons or they're cooking dinner or whatever it is. And rather than take it personally and think they're just avoiding you, If we just take the time by putting one more field in the opt-in box saying, hey, what's the best time for us to call you? Then they can actually tell you, hey, you know what? 5 p.m. would be great. Then you call that person at the time they said is best to call them. And guess what happens? They pick up. Amazing, right? Who would have thought? You just ask the prospect, what's the best time for us to call? And you call them at that time. That's so simple, but it's going to massively help. Number three, you always want to follow up with an immediate and automated SMS. So we use a tool called Zapier for this. It's an automation tool. It's very cheap, very easy to get online. And Zapier connects different apps with each other 
to create automations. So what'll happen is when you collect the lead info on Facebook with a lead ad, it stores that data on a C in a CSV file on Facebook. But if you use a Zapier connection, you can connect that to an SMS marketing system or your active campaign or email text CRM. And you can actually have it so that when someone opts in on the Facebook ad, it automatically fires off an, uh, an SMS to that person. This is really good because then they get a text message confirmation immediately just to acknowledge them. And, and we just say something like, hey, just to acknowledge, we got your request for information. Someone's going to be with you as soon as possible. Thanks so much. This just helps the prospect be acknowledged. It's just good customer service. It's good etiquette, good manners, and uh, it's professional. And again, it just it just gets the communication rolling, and it does boost the chances of that that you're that they're going to pick up when you contact them. So always have that SMS there because maybe you can't get to the phone very soon. Maybe you're just about to start a workout session, or you can't get to the phone for an hour. Or maybe if they put the best time to call was later that day, at least you've sent them that text message so they've had at least some interaction with you as a company. The fourth thing then is, if possible, call the lead within 10 minutes of the opt-in. Now, this takes a bit of explaining because I just said, call the time that they said was best. So how do we deal with that contradiction? First of all, we have found, hands down, the strongest way to increase your pickup rate is to call as fast as possible. If you call within 10 minutes, then the prospect is blown away. It's great customer service. Um, they're, they're hot because they just filled out the form. You've got them in the right mind state. The longer you leave it, the longer the time between the opt-in and the phone call, the lower the chances go down of them picking up the phone. And in fact, sales stats show that if you contact a lead within 30 minutes of them requesting info, your chance of making the sale goes up 90%. So this, this one thing can almost double your revenue. And we've seen it across the board when, you know, our salespeople that are, that are doing sales for 20 locations or my clients uh, say that the leads are not picking up at, at a 40% rate. After I look at the advert, the next thing I'll ask is, how fast are you responding? What's your average response time? And if they say, well, I call about an hour later or three hours later or the next day, there's the problem. I say, call them back within 10 minutes and watch what happens for the next week. So the first thing is that I know some of you are thinking, well, uh, I would love to do that, but I can't because I'm coaching sessions, I'm busy, I can't be on the phone all the time. And I understand that. However, this is where now you've got to kind of make the decision. Are you wanting to be a freelancer or are you looking to grow a real business out of this? If you want to take, if you're running, if you're running a lot of paid ads, if you're putting money into Facebook ads, then it means you're taking lead generation really seriously, which is great. But it also means if you want to take lead gen seriously, you have to invest in taking sales seriously as well to get the ROI on the adverts. So these things come as a package. You can't just invest heavily in ads and then not care about sales. 
So if you're not able to get to the phone, or at least for the first half of the day, have dedicated time on the phone to do follow-ups, to call people back, then you need to very, very strongly consider getting someone part-time to man the phone for you. Because I'm telling you, even if they're not as good as sales as you, if you can get someone manning the phone and they call the lead back within 10 minutes, you will get more leads on the phone and overall you're going to make more sales. So whoever you pay for that position, even if it's just part-time on the hours that you know you can't be at the phone, it's going to pay dividends for you. So strongly consider it. Maybe ask if one of your members wants some extra cash to help out with it uh, or you know, just find an admin person or something. It's going to go so much better. So that that's all we can say. If you haven't got the time to get on the phone, then you've got to pay money. Business is always about time versus money. If you haven't got the time, you have to put the money in. Okay? If you haven't got the money, you have to put the time in. So you can't have it both ways, right? That's what I would say on that. Now, let's talk about the issue. The other issue then is what if the prospect opts in at 11 a.m. in the morning, but they say their best time to call is at 6 p.m. after work? Do we still call after 10 minutes or before 10 minutes? Yes. Here's why. So the typical way I do this, this is a little script that I use. The first call, we always position it as almost just a customer service acknowledgement courtesy call. So I'll call the lead within 5-10 minutes and just say something like, uh, you know, hi, this is you know so-and-so from the gym, just to say thanks so much for reaching out. I got your message. You said the best time to call is at 6 p.m. tonight. Is that right? They say, yeah, that's right. I say, fantastic. I'll definitely do that. Unless you happen to have 10 minutes free right now. Because they might have thought it might take longer. They might thought they need an hour or they didn't know how long the call was going to take. So if you say, do you have 10 minutes right now? Then they probably go, ah, yeah, actually I do. Yeah, can I have some info? And I go, great. Yeah, well, let's talk about it. Let's, Let's ask you some questions about what you're looking for. And if the program is a good fit, then we can get you booked on today. And and then we just go into our normal 10-minute sales script. So sometimes you can call them right then and there, and and they'll actually be able to talk right now. And that's always best because they're warmer, they're hotter. But if you call them up and they they do say, oh, yeah, thanks for the call, but 6 o'clock is better, I'll speak to you then, great. Then you just default and call at 6 p.m. But this has also helped... Because now you've already spoken to the person and you've double confirmed. This means there's a bit more rapport. They've interacted with you personally and it increases the chances they will turn up at six o'clock or they will answer the phone at six o'clock because it feels like there's they're, they're letting you down more. It's, it's more rude to let you down once you've verbally committed with them. Whereas if they just opted in and they didn't speak to anyone at all, they can forget or not really care about being there at 6 p.m. There's no verbal commitment before then. So the, the, the courtesy call within 10 minutes works either way, regardless of the best time to call. The fifth strategy is the double dial. Okay, this is a great simple one, another simple tactic you can do. The double dial is simply when you make the first call, if they don't pick up the phone, you hang up, and then you call back 30 seconds later. This 
for some reason, tends to work really well, and you'll get a lot more people pick up the phone the second time. And I can't prove this, but my theory is it's because generally, if someone calls you twice, you know it's serious. If it's just some kind of telemarketers or some scam thing, they call you once and that's it. If someone calls you back twice and does a double dial, it's generally more serious and people are more likely just to pick up the phone to find out what it is. So you get the double dial, they pick up, you go into the courtesy call script again. Hi, it's me from so-and-so gym. Uh, and, and just do what I just said earlier, basically. Either talk to them if they have 10 minutes free right then, or you call back at the time they specified. That's the double dial. And the sixth and final strategy to get more people picking up the phone is the long-term follow-up. Sales stats, again, show that the majority of customers buy after seven follow-ups. Yet the average salesperson only follows up two to three times. So there's statistically where a load of money is on the table for you. If the average customer buys after seven attempts, but the average salesperson only attempts two to three times, you just need to double up your follow-up. So for this, I would recommend you have a short-term follow-up sequence and a long-term follow-up. The short-term follow-up sequence is a more frequent, bit more intense follow-up on that lead, I would say for, for the next five days after they opt in. So our process is we call as soon as the lead comes in, the automated SMS goes out. If we, we double dial, if there's still no answer, we'll call again later that day if it's in the morning time. Or, or we call at the time they specified. And then if there's still no pickup, we call, we send a text message to say we tried calling and, you know, are they still interested? Then we'll call and text the next day and the next day. And we'll generally call and text or call twice a day for the next four or five days. After that point, if still nothing has happened, they are then put onto our long-term follow-up sequence. The long-term follow-up sequence is mostly email, and it's kind of just like a, an evergreen general email newsletter kind of thing that goes out to all our unconverted prospect list. So we send out an email three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, they'll be added onto that sequence. So they'll get an email from us Monday, Wednesday, Friday, We'll give some content in those emails. We'll share some success stories. And we'll always, 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 on every email, has a call to action to chat to us again. It'll have our phone number on there. Plus, it'll have a link to send us a WhatsApp or an Instagram message or an email. So we just open up different ways for the person to message us in the channel they feel most comfortable. And then... That email sequence just goes on forever, pretty much. We keep adding to it. The other thing we'll do in the long-term follow-up is an SMS blast campaign once a month, generally. So to all the unconverted prospects, once a month, we send out a blast text message going out to everybody, and it will give them some kind of like flash sale or fast action incentive to reply to the email and get booked on for our next intake. And we get some great results from that. The bigger your list becomes, the more money you're going to make. And, and that's just rem just remember that, that you, you won't convert all the leads you get on the first week that you get them. But if you keep, the longer your follow-up process goes, 
the more you're going to monetize and make ROI from all the leads that you've been paying for. So even if you run ads in January and you get, let's say, a thousand leads in January and you only close a hundred of those into sales, then don't forget with a follow-up sequence in February, you're going to close a few more of those January leads. And in March, you might close even more again of the January leads. So if you then looked at your reporting over a 90-day back period, at the end of March, you would see that, hey, in January, we paid for 1,000 leads. And we actually we got 100 sales in January, but we also got 20 sales in February, and we got five in March. So actually, we made more per lead than we actually thought we did when we looked at the long term if we have a follow-up sequence in place. So that's six methods right there. Quick recap. Number one, look at your Facebook ad copy. Make it more descriptive. Let people know what they're, what they're signing up for. Number two, ask on the form the best time to call. Call them at that time and you're going to have a better chance of them picking up the phone. Number three, the, the uh, automated Zapier SMS as a quick customer service courtesy thing is going to um, increase their receptiveness to you. Number four, call the prospect within 10 minutes or at least within 20 minutes if possible, even if they indicated the best time was later on. Call within 20 minutes under the guise of a courtesy call and see if you can get the consult to happen right there and then. Five is the double dial. Call again. If they don't answer, call again within 30 seconds. And number six is the short and long-term follow-up sequence where most sales are going to happen after the seventh follow-up, but most fit pros only follow up two to three times at best. Do those six things, and I guarantee your phone call pickup rate is going to go from whatever it is now to 40% or above, meaning your earning per lead is going to go through the roof, which means you're going to get more qualified leads. You can afford to spend more on advertising. Your sales costs go down and you make more profit, and you can run more ads and scale your business even better than before. Hope you enjoyed that. Let me know your thoughts below. Reach out to me on Instagram, and as always, please like, comment, subscribe, uh, download the podcast. Whatever you do, it really helps push the podcast forward, and I really would appreciate that if you got any value out of this whatsoever. See you next time.